This is the Undersiders Podcast, Episode 5, Take 1. What the hell is that? <laughs> Which one of us is a pig? <laughs> it's the <someone>? truffles. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is the Undersiders Podcast, together at the mouth of a cave unknown wonder and mystery lying just beyond the mouth of it rain batters and pelts at your armor at your weapons and night draws ever closer towards its peak at least you would surmise it draws ever closer to its peak if you could see the sky which unfortunately you cannot the ground beneath you grows almost mud-like in quality as the clay that sort of is inherent to the hills of the Bryn Wildlands slowly softens and relents to the absolute torrent that's coming down. As each of you make your way to the cave itself, I believe it was... Uh, was it Vega or Aster? There was one of you who noticed that there were symbols upon the ground. Me! It was day. It was me. Oh, day. My apologies. My apologies. So I believe that Aster and I are actually standing right at the mouth of the cave, and everyone else is behind us. Yeah, sli slightly behind, but still these runic symbols and carvings are still there. Day, noticing again these magics that, for some reason, permeate. the sites that you have visited upon. The risk of hypothermia and pneumonia increases exponentially as you stand out in the rain. Uh, is there anything you'd like to do or, or uh, say to each other as you sort of are standing at the mouth of this cave? Well, I didn't, I didn't sense any life forms in it. I'll mention that I didn't sense any life. So the cave seems to be it. The mine appears to be empty. But then, because I'm hoping the gnolls are going to be in there. So is that a bad it could be that me? they're It could be that they're outside of my my range. Mm. What would the range right. being 30 feet, yes? Does that include 30 feet down? It's like a 30 foot orb? That's a good question. I I'm going to say with magic being what it is, I would probably... I would probably guess that maybe if it were a, a more, like, sort of loose opening, like s sand and then nothing else, however that would work. But this is pretty solid ground. Like, even even if you were to try to extend it 30 feet beneath, it, it, it would take considerably more effort. So you could sense it if it, we were in a yeah. sand dune, but not that we're, pretty not, much. Not that we're in a mine. What do your elf eyes see over there? <laughs> Well, I lost my elf eyes about 150 years ago, but these ones that I have in my head see quite a lot. Do they see any evidence of gnolls? No. Uh, oh, great. Fantastic. Uh, Asta's just gonna head in, I guess. You're not gonna check for traps? We should proceed with caution. Does that translate as check for traps? Possibly. I don't know. I don't feel like Aster's a check for traps kind of gal. Well, that's <laughs> wonderful. Have Aster roll a dexterity saving throw for me. Hey, hey, guess what? That's a natural 20, so... <laughs> that's, that's me 
swearing at you. So that's 22 with a natural 20. Everyone's part... Wait, did you did you join the Nat 20 Club last week? Yeah, or? I did. Yeah, I did last week. Okay. Yeah. So tell me, what Anyways. doesn't happen? <laughs> well, what doesn't happen is you do not uh, slip on a bit of unforeseen uh, mud that had accumulated uh, past the symbols. So walking and striding forth confidently, you avoid this terrible slick piece of ground and make it into the cave safely. Unfortunately. As you lack dark vision, um, your your eyesight is heavily obscured by the darkness. I'm pretty sure I have a torch in my explorer's pack. I attack the darkness. You attack the darkness? Okay, I'm just okay. In that case, because I have just stepped inwards, narrowly missed, sliding over and falling on my ass, can't actually see anything. Feeling a little upset about this whole situation, I'm gonna pause, look back up to the entrance at day, like uh. I'm waiting. But actually, it's just because I need her to lead the way because I can't see. <laughs> this sort of expectant gaze is cast towards the rest of the group. Uh, you know what? Go ahead and roll a deception check. Just just for shits and giggles. Just for lols. Uh, that, would be, that would be a two. So... <laughs> Melora giveth and Melora taketh away. <laughs> Somewhat flustered by multiple factors sort of flooding her mind. Uh, it's it's a little less um, sort of quiet, composed, and, and uh, graceful. And more raggedly haphazard kind of casting your eyes back to the group. <laughs> it's basically really obvious that I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Day, Vega, Hunter, what would you all like to do in this uh, in this moment? So Vega and Hunter were were hanging a few feet back, right? Like we weren't quite at the entrance. Yeah. Like yeah Vega yeah. Like, turns arms to Hunter. Like, arm reach. Like, yeah. Well, I suppose we should go after them. Well, yes, we probably should all head down there and see whatever it is. You know, she really doesn't listen very well, does she? I think she can hear you because she's literally what? just like ten feet in the cave. What did you just say? Vega doesn't, Vega doesn't have object permanence yet. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> yeah. I can't see her. She doesn't exist. I'm going to... I'm going to walk in. Uh, Vega will just turn to Hunter, shrug his shoulders, and, uh, well, down the rabbit hole we go. And then Vega will follow Day and Aster into the, into the cave. Yeah, I'll follow them down, yeah. Oh man, I wish I had Mage Hand. Wait, is Mage Hand a real spell, or is that from Skyrim? No, that's, no, that's a spell. No, that, that's sweet. <laughs> I wish I had it, though. <laughs> but I can see I have dark vision. Yes, uh, speaking of, I believe it's everybody except for Aster that has dark vision, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, actually. Yeah, I, don't think. I, I got dark vision. Those of you with your stupid human eyes, pair up. I'll grab Aster. I have an explorer's pack. Would you suppose I just have a torch? No, you gotta pair up with Hunter. Link arms! It's the buddy system. We're using the buddy system. Can I, I just mean... can I just light a torch? Link your arms with the strange man! <laughs> can, can I just can Vega's just gonna light his torch? <laughs> I'm going to use prestidigitation to put the torch out. <laughs> what is this episode? I'm casting light. This is ridiculous. All right, as this petty squabble goes on for about 
five solid minutes <laughs> as Vega desperately tries to light this soaked torch. He doesn't, he doesn't know why it's going out, and I just keep, like, snapping my finger, and it goes out. This is odd. Finally succeeding momentarily, only to have it snuffed out. Hunter. This is very odd. Does that count Usually. as a short rest? Can this count as a short rest? <laughs> I will say for the purposes of... Of the narrative, yes, this will count as a short rest. Use your hit die as you desire. Oh yeah, I need to do that. That's for sure. Ooh, I got eight. Oh, yeah, well, fuck you. Um. Okay. <laughs> I unlink my arm with Aster. There's a light now. It's not necessary. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Well, I thank you. Uh. What did you say your name was? Uh, Hunter. Thank you for the light, Hunter. A good name. I am Vega, as I said earlier, if any of you chose to listen. I think, unfortunately, we all have to listen when you speak. I do have a very dulcet tone. Okay, guys, I hate to break this up, but there is a knoll that seriously needs my attention. And I'm going to And what is your grave. name, little girl? Angry you might call girl. me Asta. And what about you, Alpha Girl? I don't give gifts to strangers. Fantastic. Now that we have that out of the way... Can we please, can we please move for the sake of my sanity? Yes, I'd agree with that. Let's move well, on. Well, at least one person here is coherent. H Hunter, just a quick point of order. What do you cast light on as you continue <laughs> this track? That's a good question. A small rat. Yeah, I A giant shield. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. Why? Here's a beacon just announcing that people are coming down the tunnel into your secret hideout. Great. It will, it will strike fear into their hearts as they see me, Asta, a hero of the thingy, coming to uh, kill and... Oh, guys, anyway, just kill me now. I don't have anything out to cast it on, so... Yeah, it probably does go on a shield. Yeah. Oh, could you cast it on your mask? Could you cast it on your mask so that your like face is glowing, and then you lead the way? I will say, <laughs> it is not generally advisable to put a blinding light directly <laughs> onto your eyes. Okay. God, thanks, WebMD. It's, it's not advisable. It's not advisable. But why don't you cast it on Vegas Torch? <laughs> Look, it's on a shield. Let's move on. Vega, almost as if by magic. Surprise, surprise. Uh, your shield lights up brilliantly, illuminating this space. Will you bring it forward or simply keep it on your back as a, a sort of beacon? Um, so, like, if it's on my back, it just gives us ambient light, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, Light, light. As a spell, I believe, it, it radiates out, what, 60 feet or something like 40 that? 40 feet. Yeah? Okay, so radiating out across this cavernous space as the uh, cave mouth itself is probably only about 13 or 14 feet tall and only about 10 feet wide. A, a, a sort of bore in the tunnel itself presses on for a little bit further than the light reaches, so uh, definitely at least 40 feet. You see a, a small trickle of water, a small stream generated by the rainfall begin to sort of fall into and down this entrance and pool at the 
bottom, halfway kind of between you and the end of this tunnel. Yeah, so I think I think Vega goes in the front and he sort of he has his shield his shield on his arm sort of pointed to the side. So it's not quite forward, but it's not quite sending light straight into the eyes of the people behind me. <laughs> How considerate of you. <laughs> How considerate indeed. So, uh, bringing the shield forward, the, the light still radiates, radiates out forward, and uh, your path is clear, seemingly at least. Okay, I guess he proceeds forward and, and motions for the others to follow him. I'm going to be in the back of the line. Are we in a line, or are we all, at, like, standing abreast? Do we, I don't think we have enough room for breasting, do we? I don't know how big's the king. Uh, as I said, about 14 feet tall, 10 feet wide-ish. Uh, can, uh, can I just stand just behind, but to the side of Vega? So, because I, Asta still feels that this is her expedition, as it were. So she wants to be up where she can be the first into the action. So then, I guess, Hunter, that makes you... In- in the middle. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. Continuing forward, the darkness sort of deepens almost as the light finally pierces the edge of the uh, entrance proper. You've traveled about 20, 30 feet or so into the cave. As you have, I would like you all to roll a perception check. Let's go, Vega. You can be perceptive this week. Non natural 20. 12. I got a 10. I got a 14. We're all double digits, guys. Yay! So, continuing along this space, you hear a sort of soft drip of water that falls from the ceiling and into this sort of river that's running along the right side of this cave. Further along, there's almost a a stillness that's slowly enveloping each of you. The sounds and sensations that come from the outside begin to dissipate, that begin to slowly soften as you continue along in this cave. Who was the one that rolled that non-natural 20? That was I! Peering into the darkness, even even with your tired eyes, as it were. My tired human eyes. So pathetic. There is a form at the end of this tunnel. It does not move. It does not seem to recognize your presence in any meaningful manner. But it is sort of cloaked in shadow and further into whatever chamber lies at the end of this, uh, of this space. And I'm the only one that sees this? You are the only one that sees this. Okay, I'm gonna... Asta's going to sort of, like, slow in her tracks and, like, tug on Vega's arm, just, like, to indicate that there's something up ahead and sort of give him one of those... Give give him a look, you know, with, like, two fingers, like, my eyes in front of us to to try and indicate that there's something there. Does does Vega understand? (laughs) Please. Um, I mean, do you make this you you make this obvious to Vega that you're doing? And I assume he notices. I assume. Yeah, like I'm just indicating that like slow down. There's something up ahead. Yeah, Vega. Hey, Vega. Yeah, Vega. Vega has done hunting before. He knows what that means. Vega will slowly creep forward. Then. Yeah, Asta will accompany him, like tightening my grip on my glaive. Does does the nature of the thing change? Are you are you not gonna tell the oh, two people oh, behind I'm sorry. you that I'm you guys are trying to creep um. forward? This cave is very boring. Shh, <laughs> <laughs> from both of us. There's something up ahead. As as Day sort of exclaims this, the figure does not seem to move or acknowledge your presence. So, um, I mean, I guess Vega. Can I? Oh, go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna say if it's not like 
the nature of it isn't changing in any way, can can Asto sort of tentatively go all the way up to it to look at look at it closer? Or will this result in her immediate death? You're not entirely sure, but you feel you can probably get to the end of the uh, the tunnel with no issue. Okay. There, there, there seems to be some sort of chamber that lies at the end. All of you recognize this. The dimensions of it, whatnot, not exactly readily available information. At the oh, moment. and like the figures standing inside that chamber or just outside before the chamber? Uh, no, inside the chamber. Inside. Like, properly inside. Okay, okay. Um, in that case, Asta wants to walk up to the edge of, like, the entranceway of that chamber. Anybody following, or just Aster sort of going out alone? Vega will follow. I want to reach out with awakened mind. All right. What's up? As you sort of, as you sort of reach out, uh, extending your, your awareness beyond the physical, your mind, well... As I understand it, Awakened Mind only works with sentient creatures, it right? It works with anything that can understand the language. Anything that can understand the At language. At least one language. Any language. At least one language. While it was not present simply due to the distance earlier, you do feel a presence within that space. Although it is extremely subdued, it is almost unwitting, asleep. It, it, it's it's hard to sort of assess it without any visual confirmation or or assistance. I think it's sleeping. Well then try not to wake it. What exactly is it? I don't know. I know that it is alive, but I'm finding it difficult to latch on to the contents of its mind. It's a quiet it's a quiet boy. Asta is going to Oh are, are we um are we close enough to be able to sort of step into the chamber yet? <laughs> yeah, so as you continue along this path and finally reach the sort of outskirts of this circle, you see yet another series of runes carved into the bottom. Runes of what nature, Aster, you unfortunately cannot surmise, but they look similar to the one that was at the entrance of this cave. Looking around and getting a feel for this particular space, it's sort of a slightly domed ceiling that stands a little bit higher than the entrance did to your immediate left you recognize some sort of dilapidated and disused i suppose tables and chairs like one of the legs is broken and there seems to be a rot that kind of settles in the wood about 30 feet away from you to your left you notice a pile of rocks, for lack of a better word. There's just sort of a, a collapse of some kind that seems to be in this space. Along the right side, you see sort of the same dilapidated furniture, you know, the sweet smell of rotted wood sort of filling this space as moisture seems to drip from the ceiling somewhat, only somewhat, only slightly. The figure, however, catches your eye. It is immediately across from the entrance, and it's it's kind of a, a sight to behold. You would actually probably have to make a nature check, just just okay. so that you could piece together maybe what it is. And also, can I, can I be sort of... Asta's going to be trying to move much more stealthily now than before, so can I also roll a stealth check? Would that okay. be okay? Um, that was um, that was a 13 for the nature, okay. and <laughs> that is a 6 for stealth. Not as stealthily as you would like, you sort of 
enter into this chamber, uh, crossing the threshold of runes that sort of marks the bottom, and you sort of croon your head to the side, narrowing your eyes as the light from Vega's shield, shield uh, fills this room. The figure, quote-unquote, is probably about 30 feet away from you at this point, and it, it's, it's hard to sort of surmise what happened without closer inspection, but from what you can see of its skeleton, it's a cow, or some sort of wildlife, it's, it's, it's not really giving many clues as to its origin, but you may have a clue as to its death, considering that its body seems to almost have been stripped of all flesh. The bone itself, sort of this sickly green color, mainly due to what looks to be some sort of fungal growth that sort of blooms from within. Its skull has this sort of, like, mushroom cap that sits snugly within its left eye socket. And even more perplexing is this trunk or branch, heavy, heavy branch of some kind, that seems to be lodged within the sort of chest cavity of this carcass. It's, you don't know its exact dimensions, but it's about uh, two feet, two and a half feet, wide and juts out at a askew angle. It's a dark wood. It does not seem to be rotted, but that could just be the distance and the darkness sort of playing tricks on you. But nevertheless, you just seem to find a fungal-infested, wood-impaled <laughs> cow skeleton. Cow corpse. <laughs> awesome. Asta's going to turn back to look at the rest of her party and I think particularly focusing on day at this point considering she's the one who came up and made all those smarmy comments about a ritual earlier she's going to gesture to this strange corpse and say can you make anything of this why yes should i do a history or arcana or investigation i would say investigation and you would have to move a little oh yeah i'm gonna get i'm gonna get close how close are you going to get Let's test this hypothesis. Hmm? I think, like, probably at first, at first, like, 15 feet away. And then after I do a check, then I'm going to get real close. Real, All right. real close. Let's go, let's go investigation, just to see what's what. Okay, please don't fail me now. Nine. Unfortunately, from this distance, it's hard to surmise what exactly happened. As you sort of look at the skeleton itself, the, f the flesh has been sort of stripped off. There are shards of bone that sort of splinter outward and away from the corpse, so it's almost as if it were impaled on this, whatever this wooden thing is. If I take a step closer and focus on the wood, can I make another roll? You would have to get a little bit closer, and this would probably now venture into an arcana Yeah, I want to get closer then. I'll, I'll get, like, five feet away. All right. Anybody else would, uh, anybody like to help, or anybody like to sort of go off on their own sort of investigations? I got 17! Be careful, everyone. I don't want any Chad solos today. <laughs> uh, Hunter, what, w uh, what would you like to do? So, I've probably come up to join Vega and Asta. Could I do an Arcana check on it? How about instead of you doing a separate check, we go ahead and give Day advantage as you sort of quizzically look around her form and offer help, as it were. I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, my top roll 17. Okay. Looking very closely, you're about five feet away from it now. The tree trunk or branch, whatever it is, it was definitely formed. The patterns of growth that persist upon it definitely indicate that this was cultivated under guidance. There's a thick moss that sort of covers it, but even tracing along the length of the trunk, there are little slivers, little creases and cracks that your eyes go wide with recognition for a moment. The only tree-like entity that you could possibly surmise of this shape and size would be a wood woad. Indeed, as you sort of look to the left of this trunk, quote-unquote, there seems to be a particular crease upon its body that forms a club as you careen your head to the right, one that looks like a shield. Almost, almost like a shield. It's concealed enough to, to almost seem like a random scrap of wood that was just shoved into this cow carcass, but looking at it more specifically, this is a wood woad. Wood woad. What do I know about wood woads? Well, that's, what, a 17, you say? I know, something. Wood woads, they are powerful plants in humanoid form, invested with the soul of something in order to be or act as a sort of guardian for a specific space. The process of creating a wood woad usually involves the insertion of a seed within the heart of a creature, and sort of looking at it, you, you suppose there could be... There could have been, at one point, a heart that was used for the ritual necessary, but for what purpose is absolutely alien to you, as you sort of look at the fungi that crest around it and on this grafting onto the skeleton itself. It's a strange sight, but the only thing that you've been able to sort of solidly divine the origin of would be this woodwood. I'm gonna take a step back. I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is that this is very, very cool. You are right. very strange. The bad news is that those gnolls are up to some evil shit, and that is a scary plant, creature, monster, demon, woodwood. I feel like I need some more details. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna pull out. I'm, I'm gonna pull out one of my like journals and start rifling through the pages. And I guess. Okay. So as and I'm you... gonna say what you told me. Yes. So <laughs> as you sort of remember, you actually wrote this down at one point in one of your journals. Digging around through your pack, you scroll through the pages very rapidly and snap your fingers in uh, recognition. Uh, pointing to an entry concerning Woodwodes. Uh, again, seed inserted into a heart under magical there influence. There was a seed inserted into then, the heart under magical influence. That then sprouts a guardian of some sort, for what purpose cannot be divined at the moment. And then the, 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 the thing comes out, and uh, I don't know, but yeah, that's what we got here. And you think the gnolls are responsible for this? I think you overstate their intelligence. Perhaps. Perhaps, but I do know that the gnolls were with another cow carcass earlier, and we have a cow carcass here. Whether they're hunting the animals or someone's giving them to them, the gnolls seem to like their cow carcasses. Jason, is there are, are there any other doors from this chamber leading to other areas? What, 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 Unfortunately, or... no. Okay, and... While this conversation is happening, Asta would like to go and investigate that sort of rubble in the corner. Sure. Uh, go ahead and roll investigation as you do. That would be a paltry seven, I'm afraid. Pulling away from oh, the Oh, look, group. rocks. How great. <laughs> yes. 
rocks, rocks of various shapes and sizes, blocking the way forward. Damn. Asper will turn back to the, to Day and Hunter and Vega and say, I don't much care about this woodward. We need to carry on. I need to get my hands on this albino knoll. We're just procrastinating here. And I'm going to like run my hands over the walls and stuff. Because she does, she thinks there's got to be some other like way out. Okay. Do you point out the um, blocked, like the rubble? <laughs> no, or should I just walk up to him and be like, wow, look, guys, rocks. <laughs> no. <laughs> so are, are you trying to move the rocks out of the way or what, what are you trying no, to do I'm, I'm just gonna just sort of literally because i she just thinks that they are it's just rubble and unless it's pretty obvious that it's hiding something <laughs> if vega was aware that there were rocks that could be moved <laughs> vega would be trying to move the rocks vega come over here no, look all, at this <laughs> yeah all of you see all of you see the the pile of rubble, right. and uh, Aster, as you sort of, are, are you attempting to literally just sort sort of go rock by rock with this? Well, I I was imagining that she doesn't really realize that that is kind of like the way forward. So she thinks there's got to be some kind of like secret other door, and she's pretty concerned that there's this strange woodward thing that Day is talking about and she just wants to move on and like get out of this room she doesn't want to be distracted from her mission yeah sure um does that make any sense as you sort of look upon the ground and and i'll say with the seven you do notice the ground seems to be relatively undisturbed at least from what you can tell doesn't seem to be any sort of presence that would indicate that somebody's going into this portion of the cave but unfortunately no no convenient footprints damn it what would happen if I touched the stick? She touched the butt. <laughs> That's exactly what I was um, Seventeen for an Arcana check. Well, the woodwode itself seems to be inert at this moment. You surmise that whoever the caster was probably tied its activation to either its disturbance or some other phenomenon that you you haven't been able to sort of divide the mechanics Vega, of. throw throw the rocks at this cow caucus. Uh, 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 let me try to clear no, out this Vega, rubble a little bit, No, Vega, don't do though. that. What is wrong with Go you? Go ahead and roll athletics, please. That's a 14. Laboriously, laboriously, as this squabble sort of bubbles... Uh, Vega, your hands clasp at each of the rocks and, uh, do you throw them across the room? What, what do you do with them? After? Uh, I just push them to the side. The um, okay. For now, I push them to the side. Pushing them to the side as best you can and, and sort of trying to carve a path through this place. You, with great conceited effort, push past some of the looser portions of the rubble, but... It doesn't seem to stop. About 10, 15 minutes of this same repetitive motion of, of pushing to the side or, or otherwise um, dislodging this rubble. There there just seems to be even more that meets you. you. You can't really tell how deep this collapse goes, but... Guys, I don't think this this rubble is going to end anytime soon. Well, let's throw rocks at the car carcass. Uh. Just a question for the DM. How, how big, roughly, are the rocks? Um, We're, like, really feeling well, this rock uh, situation. <laughs> they're varying in size, so you have some that are, you know, obviously just 
little stones, but the ones that Vega has been sort of moving out of the way are, are a little bit more sizable, probably about, oh, a foot or two in diameter, but unfortunately it's just, it, it's hard to sort of get a beat on any sort of uniformity. It, it looks as though there's been a, a, a collapse of the tunnel itself. Can I, can I go investigate the table? Sure. Go ahead. In case there's like a key. Roll an investigation check. And then picking up the key opens the door. Ah, oh, jeez. That is uh, six. <laughs> the furniture's busted. This scene just doesn't seem to coalesce into any meaningful sort of uh, presence. There are a few bits of sort of rotted and, and weather-worn papers that are kind of scattered around, but they're just so aged and... and beaten that it, it's impossible to tell what they could have been for. Um, okay, fine. It's time, time to wake have... the guardian. Let's throw rocks at it. Yes! Okay, and what? Vega's what? going to Whoa, throw a rock at it. Oh, I was joking! <laughs> Vega throws a rock at it. Yes! <laughs> Roll for attack. I'm gonna see, am I proficient in rock throwing? <laughs> I'll say you are. Cool. I feel like we're the worst bunch of adventurers ever. This is literally just, an adventure. Um, that's gonna be an eighteen. Don't know what to do. Throw a rock at it. No, we're still, we're still, we're still in the storming phase of our of our team development. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would sell any of you to Satan for one corn chip. I don't. Care. <laughs> Much less to unlock some type of sweet ass mystery. I will always throw rocks at carcasses. Just so we're clear, might as well get that out there right now. One d four plus your dexterity, Vega. <laughs> max damage max damage max damage oh that's zero damage. no <laughs> what? i rolled a one oh. and i have a neg one <laughs> so solidly the 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 rock hits this sort of trunk it's sort of thrown askew by the force of the impact but no noticeable damage is, is done, and the the wood remains inert. You call that a throw, you big boy? You gotta do Look, some I, damage! If, if I was trying well, to hurt it... let's see you do any better. Hold on a second. Yes, are you we, tried to throw this two-foot-sized rock. Are we trying to wake this thing up? Or I play? am. I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing. Surely there are better ways to wake a thing up than throwing rocks. Oh, we have to damage it. I thought da throwing... I thought the... That guy could throw a rock and it would damage it, but apparently not. Um, Vega's gonna go up to this thing and just prod it with his, his hammer. Don't touch it! It looks dead to me. As you say this, <laughs> Vega turns his back to it and he's like, it looks dead. <laughs> it looks dead to him. It does not look dead to the rest of you. Yes! Um... I'm just laughing. I'm so gleeful right now. As you press your hammer into what what you assume to be the head of this creature, you sort of look at it, it does not react, turn to the rest of the group, and immediately you begin to hear, well, the splintering of wood, the snapping of branches against Brilliant. itself. Arms shoot forth, one bearing a cruel and crude club, the other bearing a shield. From the chest of this creature springs forth some sort of symbol? Almost as if there is a gaping maw that is burned into the wood of this creature. Cruel, sanguine eyes 
emanate from where the hammer was placed as the woad itself splinters to life and cracks its neck cruelly. A a shower of splinters sort of cascades across your back, Vega, and I would like you all to roll initiative. Did you get a zero again? No, it's not a zero, but that's a five for Vega. That's an eight for Asta. I got a six. And a twelve. These these high rolls are so stunning, I I must say. We're just saving our high rolls for when they matter, like like smashing this this woad to bits. Right. (laughs) But we can't kill it. Why not? I mean, you better tell Vega that. (laughs) We must adopt it bring it into the fold of the family. Well, as it goes first, it does not seem to indicate that it wants to be a part of your family. <laughs> Neither do I. You guys are my real family. Out. I want to be a real boy. Vega, what's your armor class? 18. Doesn't matter. That's a natural 20. God, wha- this is the third <laughs> crit you've hit me with in two combats. <laughs> Too bad. With the first attack, yeah, that's 12 points of bludgeoning damage as this heavy wooden stick that seemed to be rotted, that seemed to be eaten by moss, comes down sort of at the base of your neck. 12 points of bludgeoning damage, as I said. Whack! I, I am going to try to resist this damage with Stone's Endurance with recharges upon a short rest. That's true. Oh, that's 12. I flex my neck muscles and like, (laughs) nice try, little tree. Almost as if the woad were hit by a rock. (laughs) This, this, uh, this is the best thing that's ever happened. This loud whack emanates, uh, emanates from the, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the two of you, as you sort of stand there flexing almost almost in instinct and fear <laughs> rather than any sort of plan. Have you guys ever uh, seen uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Yeah. Do you know yeah. the character Armstrong? Yeah. The one with I the mustache? Feel, yep. <laughs> I feel like this is, he, is, he, is, he is a good, he's a good, like, character type to <laughs> imagine what Vega is like. As soon as you hit, you immediately impact against this blow. And again, not any sort of purposeful movement behind it. The woad kind of blinks for a moment. You all see it sort of stand in befuddled confusion as it brings down again ineffectively <laughs> this club. God damn it. I'll say that that's that's some kind of providence you got there, Vega. All right. So as, <laughs> as that somehow happens, next in the initiative order, Hunter. How far away from me is it? Uh, within one one uh, range of your movement. Okay. Well, you certainly woke it up. What exactly was your plan here? To see it awake, because it's cool. Right, and you have no development on that plan. Good. I'm gonna cast... Uh, Ray of Frost. Is that in a line? Just... Just asking. Uh, no, it's just 60 feet. Okay. Oh. I'll say. So it's an actual attack. Yeah, that's an uh, 11. The sort of magical energies shoot off from your fingers. It, the woad sort of dodges out of the way. The ray of frost streaking past, past its face and slamming into the wall behind it. Anything else you would like to do? No, I think that's pretty much it. Hunter's turn now ended. We come to the next in the initiative order, Aster. I am going to enter rage because this whole thing has been utterly ridiculous and I can't believe that we threw a friggin' rock at it. <laughs> you told Vega to. I, I was being facetious. I didn't think he'd actually do it. 
Um, okay, so I'm just going to rush forward and swing at this word with my glaive. Um, hopefully not rolling a natural one so that I don't decapitate Vega. Um, As you fly into this glorious rage, tell me exactly what... what happens considering your path that you chose uh-huh. so as i enter a rage there is some kind of spectral presence a spectral warrior appears and while i'm raging the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn becomes the target of the warriors which hinder its attacks all right so this aura surrounds and embraces your form as this sort of ancestral spectral presence washes over you, the heat of battle fueling this connection that you have forged. You rush with the glaive and step to the side very deftly. I would like you to roll for attack. Yeah, so that's a critical fail. Uh, Please don't make me decapitate Vega. He's the only one here that makes... Oh, no, wait, I take that back. Before I Uh, even finish... I won't, I won't. The way that, unfortunately, you you sort of swung around, you kind of overestimated your strength and sort of slammed into the wall that's behind this creature. Not decimating, but certainly disturbing the bottom half of this cow carcass. You notice that the fungal growths sort of emanate this sudden spore. Uh, I knew you were going to say spores. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's not a very pleasant thing, but in the heat of battle, you're, you're just struggling to care. As you try to bring the glaive down, it, it swings wild, wide, and uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's not going that's not going to work. Aster, is there anything else you'd like to do? No, I think after that, I'm just gonna stop. Dave, comes upon your turn. What do you do? I'm going to use Eldritch Blast. All right, Eldritch Blast. The magics coalesce into your hand and you release them. Go ahead and roll for attack. That is a seven. It sort of ricochets across the face of this creature, uh, generating a bit of a light breeze. Did we discuss earlier, can I use Awakened Mind as a bonus action? As a bonus action? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll say that. Sure. Um, so you... I would like to communicate telepathically with, the, and, with it and I say, hello. <laughs> In all the languages that I know. What languages do you know? Common, Elvish, Infernal, Sylvan. Trolling through the languages that you know, you finally land upon Sylvan. And it sort of looks at you blankly and then shrieks. But it seems to shriek something in Sylvan, almost like die. Oh, and that's it. okay. Rude. Yeah. It sounds sort of like the, the, the sound that two rocks colliding against each other repeatedly makes. Is that what the language sounds like? Yeah, it's the sounds of nature and and whatnot. I make a bird call back. And what does this bird call mean, exactly? Chill! Yep, not gonna roll persuasion for that one, because... Okay. (laughs) Vega! My turn now, and he's going to swing his warhammer at the... one-handed, at the neck of this what what he assumes is the neck of this woad yeah there's there's a bit between its shoulder and its head where its eyes are housed that you could conceivably call a neck <laughs> that's an 11 that's 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 an that's an that's really that's really an 11 yep. that's not good the thing that you said you wanted to do yeah yeah, you don't do it. It sort of actually seems to respond to you. You crash your warhammer against the the hide of this creature, and it sort of mocks you almost, flexing uh, against your warhammer and and kind of chittering and chattering. At least it seems to be laughing at you, but it it it's just it's not. It's, it's very hard to divine 
exactly what it says. Unless you speak Sylvan. Nope. No, that would, that would, that would be, uh, that would actually be really funny if, like, Vega could just talk to all the, the plants and the, and the, and the birds and the, <laughs> he is, he is the lost Disney princess. Day understands perfectly, and it's sort of basically calling you weak as the wind and, like, very much just taunting you. Is that, <laughs> Vega uh, doesn't understand this, so he's like, <laughs> that, You will be a worthy spicy opponent. spicy turn that just happened where none of you hit. <laughs> and, and a singular piece of magic wood is kicking your ass. Well, I mean, it's not kicking our ass yet because it also hasn't done any damage, Yeah, I, I flexed on it, too. I flexed on it, too, so... Yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. Looking to the new presence that has just surreptitiously inserted itself into the situation, with advantage due to the natural one, Aster, this woad takes a swing at you. Uh, okay, that's a seven for the first one, which is not that great. And a four for a second one. Ha-ha! So, yeah. Um, the streak continues. Well, no, no, no. So, seven plus that. Uh, what's your armor class? Fourteen just hits, unfortunately, as uh. the wooden club sort of strikes across your frame. That's gonna be... Ten points of bludgeoning damage as it whacks across the side of your ha, temple. Ha, um, ha, ha, I am raging. I only take half. So, that's five points as you sort of feel the spiritual presence sort of press against the introduction of this unwanted bludgeoning force. That's the first attack against you, Vega. What's your... Armor class 18. doesn't matter, considering it rolled a 10. It, again, sort of goes after your the, the front side of your neck, but sort of, unfortunately, swings with wild abandon uh, at it. The woad's turn ends. Hunters begins. What do you do? Oh, boy. I will cast Guiding Bolt. It's a 17. That's not too bad. Hey, guess what? You hit. Dun, Go dun, ahead dun. and uh, roll for damage. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> oh, God, that's not great. Nine damage. Curving the guiding bolt in between your two compatriots, it slams into the body of this creature and it cricks and creaks in response, the bolt sinking into its abdomen and lighting up furiously. Is that, uh... Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look, the little one can do what I can do as well. What? <laughs> hit things, I think. But he hasn't hit anything. What are you taking credit for? He was mentioning... Gui- he, was talk- he was talking about guiding bolt. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Aster. Okay, so I'm going to stand myself back up and go to glaive at the weight again. What is wrong with me? That's a nine. You have advantage because of guiding bolt. Oh. Oh, hey. Great. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was 11. Someone mowing their lawn? God. Fucking landscaping and you fail in your attack unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) leave this in okay so that that just that just doesn't that that doesn't work that doesn't work (laughs) um is there anything else you'd like to do aster cry it's it's a reaction to cry I don't think there's anything else I can do alright so the glaive swings wide (laughs) your turn ends day Please? Does this count as a humanoid? Um, nope, that does not count as a humanoid. Well... It is a, it is a plant. We're doing real great here, guys. I, I don't, I don't know how to classify that action. I'm wondering if I should use a spell. Oh, no. Ten feet. Is everyone within ten feet of me? Not everyone, no. Who is? Uh, within ten feet, probably... Hunter? 
Okay, well, I don't, I don't know him, but I don't want to hurt him, so I won't do that. I'm going to use Dissonant Whispers. Okay, what does that do? So it has to make a wisdom saving throw. If it fails, it takes all of the damage. If it succeeds, it takes half the damage. If it fails, it also has uh, to... What's a DC? Uh, 13. Okay, so it does fail. So it takes full damage, and what does it also it have to do? It takes 3d6, excuse me, it takes 4d6 psychic damage, and it has to move as far away from me as it can. Nice. Okay. All right. I'm like, I say in Sylvan out loud, okay, you can just back the fuck up. So that's a four, one, so five, eight. Eight damage? Yeah. A dissonant series of whispers rockets past the, what you assume to be, ears or auditory receptors of this creature. As as its eyes sort of flicker in and out of recognition, it sort of turns to you frightfully and shifts in place, backing away into the cow carcass, shattering some bones as it scrambles to the wall. That's your, that's your turn? Would I know that that wood woads, when they're reanimated, that they serve someone, that they're essentially enslaved would i know that from my 17 they are essentially mindless guardians they are given a specific task and then will fulfill that task to completion make another arcana check now that you see in full form this awakened wood 11 Considering this sort of symbol of a gaping maw that you could presume might be gnollish in nature, yeah, you don't think that you're, there's any uh, reasoning to be done with this uh, particular entity. Hmm. Okay. All right, Vega, your turn. Don't think you can run away. And uh, Vega's going to run up to him and try to whack him in the neck again <laughs> with his forearm. Okay. <laughs> and I feel that's like I... with Ed. No, I don't think so unless dissonant whispers does no 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 aster didn't hit with hers so that means you get advantage until it hits right i mean if you're giving it to me i'll yeah, take stop it. arguing like, I'll, I'll just, take, just take the advantage cool. i'm trying cool, to I'll speed things it. up um, i'm sorry we need all the help we can get right now good thing i have it that is a 19 thank god that is going to be nine points of bludgeoning damage to its neck. <laughs> the neck sort of buckles and cracks. The wood is somewhat rotted and eaten by something that you can't really tell. But as you bring your warhammer across its neck, it sort of slams into it, dislodging a portion of the uh, protective armor that it has. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a little bit shaken, a little bit dazed. But I look um, in it, I look at it, and whatever I assume is its size, like. I draw first blood. Is that is that your turn? It's a plant. It doesn't have any blood. <laughs> I draw first sap. Vega doesn't, Vega doesn't know that. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's that's going to be it. Alrighty. So, as you sort of smile and cruelly uh, intone this message to the Wode, it looks to you in mild amusement as it brings down another blow onto you. Oh, yep, that's a 19 to hit. Uh, that's, that, I believe, is gonna hit. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm, uh, just 11, 11 points. 11 points of, uh, bludgeoning damage. Good, you're putting up a fight. I wouldn't want it any other way. As you say this, uh, yeah, that's gonna be a 25 to hit. <laughs> yes, that's gonna hit. Oh, wow. Huh, would you look at that? All fours on the on the damage. No, you're joking. Yep, 16 <laughs> points of 
You're That's, totally kidding. Uh, 16. Nope, nope. 16 points of bludgeoning damage well, as you I, say this. Vega is going to be the first boy down. No! If I got you down. Big boy! <laughs> 16 points of damage. Are you kidding me? No, Are you I'm kidding not. me? Oh my god. As you sort of intone this, it looks to you and does not respond. Instead, you suddenly feel a cold sensation come over the entire left side of your head as the wet wood from this creature's club slams into you and knocks you out absolutely cold. You sort of fall like a spaghetti noodle in a heap. Yeah, I think he found my, like, he found my glass jaw. As as this happens, um, Hunter, uh, this is gonna be your turn, boy. Have I seen Vega go down? I think it's hard to miss Vega no, yeah, go down. No, yeah, you all witnessed. You, you all witnessed this. Okay. Because when he falls, it's pretty heavy. There's a loud clang because he's got a warhammer and a giant ash shield. There would be more clanging if the ground was less slick. Uh, there's sort of like a dull clang of hammer against shield and then a soft thud and a slight sink. It's more like a comical Mario Kart slipping on a banana type of fall. Nope. Right. Nope. Yeah, kind of. How far from me is he? Again, was within one turn of movement, so like yeah, 30 feet-ish. Okay. I will move myself over there and cast Cure Wounds at second level. Oh. Okay. Go ahead and roll for the healing. 16. Hey. hey. As you were sort of knocked prone by this cold sensation, you, you drift into a dreamless sleep only for a moment as you surge back to life due to a healing presence sort of plastering the side of your head. Uh, 16 points of life flow back into you, uh, Vega, although you are knocked prone. Cool, 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 cool. All right, is there anything else you'd wish to do, uh, Hunter? No, I'm good. That being your turn, we go back to Aster. Okay, I'm going to try really hard to hit this person. I'm trying really, really hard. <gasps> it's a natural 20. No! Yeah! <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I, like, think you were all inspired by... by yeah, you pushed us. Um, yeah, I watched you go yeah, down, and I was I like, going no! Down? Go ahead and roll for damage. Okay. Oh, what? That was pathetic. Uh, five plus, that's nine damage. Finally finding purchase on this goddamn piece of wood. Now, um, the target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against me. Disadvantage on attacks against that you? aren't against me. And when the target hits a creature other than you with an attack, that creature has resistance to the damage dealt by the attack. So you basically all now okay. have resistance so and disadvantage. He creature has disadvantage against you guys. Or no, excuse me. The creature has disadvantage and you all have resistance to whatever damage it would deal. Yes? Exactly. As the glaive sinks deeply into the rotted wood of this creature, the spiritual presence shoots up the shaft of this glaive and entangles itself within the mossy strands of this woad. A, a sort of confused look comes upon th this woad's face as it tries to swat away this light. Given that is Aster's turn, Day, what is your turn? I think I would like to hit it with Eldritch Blast. All right. Uh, that's that's not a good sound. It's a seven again. Unfortunately, again, you, you sort of misjudge the distance this creature is from you and release this Eldritch Blast 
creating, once again, this very pleasant breeze across its face. <sighs> okay, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say in its head with awakened mind in Sylvan, I could help you if you stopped attacking us. I want to be its friend. Make a persuasion. Be my friend. Go, go be ahead. my friend, please. Ten. It releases a string of expletives that kind of indicate that your offer was not well received. I'm going to say out loud, this this boy has a potty mouth. Well, I'm so glad <laughs> he woke it up. No context. Everyone else just looks at you like, what? <laughs> Vega. Okay, Vega's going to get up. He's going to stand up, sort of crack his neck, turning it side to side and like pressing at his jaw. And he's like, that was a good one. Now... Time for round two, and you're going to see um, his his warhammer crackle with this sort of blackish energy. And I am I am using inflict wounds at level two. Twenty one. Yes. All right. Yep. That hits. Go ahead and roll for that damage. It's going to be four d ten necrotic damage. Nice. Oh, nice. That's an eight. That's a two, so ten. That's a six, sixteen. And that's a ten. Twenty-six points of damage. <gasps> that's not shabby. That's pretty that's, nice. That's, that is not shabby at all. How does the word look? Not good. I also attack its neck again. <laughs> of course you do. As it, your hammer slams into the sort of neck of this creature... Its shoulder kind of crumbles a little bit from the necrotic energy. It seeps across, inter- intermingling with the sort of bright uh, aura that is cascading from the glaive of Aster. It crawls across the chest of this creature, crawls across its face, and its eyes flicker for a moment. It's not looking good. Not looking good at all. That being said, it seems to have just that little bit of life left within it, <laughs> making... Two rolls at disadvantage. Yep, nope, with disadvantage, that's a 9 for the first attack. And again, with disadvantage, that's a 15 for the uh, second attack. Who is it swinging against, against? Against Vega. Yeah, who was that against? Vega? Uh, both, yeah, both were at you, Vega. As it like sort of you. fruitlessly tries to kill you specifically. <laughs> I block it with my shield. Hunter, you are in immediate combat with this creature. What do you do? I will just cast Shocking Grasp. Uh, 19. That hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. Um, and roll more than the target number I have on my screen. <laughs> that is a 2. No, you misheard him. You misheard him. He said yeah, more. I, heard, I, I said, he said more. more. <laughs> I said more. I distinctly, I distinctly I said no, more. No. <laughs> Hang on, actually. I am going to spend a sorcery point to re-roll the damage dice. Okay, okay, G- go ahead. Five. It's a D8. That'll do. Yep, 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 yep. Nope, that, that's, that's gonna do it. To this menagerie of colors that cascade across this poor creature, uh, add the brilliant blues of the lightning strikes that emanate from your grasp as you shock this creature almost into submission, its eyes flickering wildly and madly as it tries to maintain its posture. Aster. Yeah. <laughs> Please. It's still not down. Okay. It is still not down. No. Okay, that's an 11. Oh, Jesus. God damn it, Aster. The strike fruitlessly bounces off this twitching mass of wood. Do you not, do you not have, like, reckless attacks or something? Yeah, I mean, I do. 
Do you maybe want to use one? I, I, but I, sh- I should have called it before. I should have called it before I made my attack. I... Uh, oh, uh, no, I heard reckless attack. Please, go I ahead did, and roll I with did. advantage. I said, yes, I did, I did. I said reckless sure attack. I did. I believe you. I heard that. And that is an 18. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> uh, you need to edit in You need to edit in a time of, of Kem saying reckless attack into the timeline before this. <laughs> no, fuck it. We're going. We're doing, We're doing it live. Go, We're go, doing go. Go. Oh, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. Please That's the wrong dice. Damage. Please roll a one that on damage. is, uh... Six plus two, that's eight slashing damage. Oh my god, how do you want to do this? How, what, do you, what do you do as finally this creature submits to the pain inflicted upon it? I asked it's going to swing the glaive around above her head and in a nice diagonal line try chop it in two from its like shoulder to hip. All right, so basically just cleaving this thing in half. Yes, I would like to cleave it in right. twain. All right, cleaving it in twain, you use the momentum generated from your brilliant strike the last round, turn on your heel and bring the glaive down once more, slicing into it with absolute just massive force. It sort of clangs against the wall that it's pressed up against due to the dissonant whispers of day. The light immediately fades from its eyes as it splinters in half and slowly slides across one half falling forward into the cow carcass and the other half dragging itself against the wall. Woad is you. Oh! That has to be the title, right? Yeah, and this has to be the end because, holy God, I did not expect this particular encounter to take as long as it took. Wait, but is the heart still there? Can I take the heart? Go ahead and roll a quick investigation check as combat ends. Quick. Faster, faster. Uh, I critically failed. Okay, well, there we go. (laughs) Nice way to round off this episode, really, isn't it? (laughs) You you take a step forward and unfortunately pratfall spectacularly. As the adrenaline sort of fades, as the rush of combat finally comes to a conclusive end, you look around and hear a a billow of thunder sort of rocket past the entrance to this cave. The night drags on and as combat ends... As the adrenaline fades, as the day wears on, a sort of tiredness clings to your bones. A tiredness that will have to be addressed next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much for your audience. We we do so appreciate it. We have been the Undersiders. I, specifically, have been Jason, your DM. I am Kem, and I've played Asta. I'm Vivian. I'm playing Day. I'm Luke, and I'm playing Hunter. And I'm Tommy, and I've been playing your smashy boy, Vega. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at UndersidersPod. That is P-O-D at the end of that. (laughs) Um, On Twitter, uh, best way to interact with us. And, you know, if you have any questions or comments about the show, uh, tweet at us. Um, Also, we'd love it if you went on iTunes and left us a five-star rating and review. Um, And if you do, maybe you'll hear your name on our podcast next week, um, on our next episode. But uh, yeah, we appreciate that. Um, And, you know, maybe spreading the news about our podcast to your friends. Best form of advertisement. Um, (laughs) But again, we, 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 you know, thanks for giving us an hour of your time. Might be a bit longer than an hour. We'll see. Hopefully we can be more confident next week. I wouldn't count on it.
draw Hunter in the corner, and he has like a really big head and like a little body, and his arms are like meh, 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 meh. I draw an Aster next to Hunter, and she also has a big head, and she's like meh, 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 meh. I draw myself killing the creature. <laughs>